Hello everyone and welcome to another horrific chat. In this segment we talk to independent creators to discuss their inspirations, motivations and journey into the horror genre. Tonight we're talking to David Blair, screenwriter, filmmaker and debut author. Even David, how are you? Um, did I get everything or have I left anything out? No, no, I think you got it. Yeah, I actually did some <laughs> yes. research. Check me out. <laughs> and we're so keen to do this. We'll come on like a whole 60 seconds early because surprise. <laughs> so how are you, man? How's life treating you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's summertime here in uh, Whitefish, Montana. And um, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful weather. And oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. Yeah, just... Um, just the sun finally came out here, like after two days of rain and downpour. Oh my gosh! I got Yay. soaked yesterday on the way home from work. I'm just like drowned rat, <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to take. I'm just up top in the head. I decided to take a video. Oh look, check out the liquid sunshine. Good old British summer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And people are looking at me like I'm weird, going, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Just loving life, mate." You know. <laughs> gotta yeah, do I'm, weird I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm a part of the club. I gotta wear sunscreen. Oh, are you got the got the old shiny? Uh huh. <laughs> I'm not quite ready to go. Do you shave? Um, yeah, I shave it. All right, I'm, I'm not I'm quite like, ready to do that yet. I like a wee bit of fuzz. It still lives in. Uh, I think it's well, a wee bit lazy, and the idea of the upkeep. Oh sure. <laughs> it's basically, uh, I would have to do it at nighttime. Couldn't do it in the morning. The flipping, I'd have cuts all over the show. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's it's taken me several years to just like I just do it in the shower, just yep. and it's done. Boom, done. And I get on with my life. Yeah, I'm still at the Clipper stage. I'm, I'm not. Do you know what? It might happen. Um, when you're ready, depends. in hmm? time. <laughs> yeah, when you're ready. That's a very, you know, that's a, that's a certain stage. And I feel like I already gave up on her. Like, yeah. I yeah. am bald. I think mid-20s. Oh, my gosh. That's later than me. I started going bald when I was 18. Oh, no. I had, um, before I joined the army, I had, like, full ponytail. Oh, not you had luxurious hair. Well, the, well not quite luxurious. A big <laughs> wavy. I, I had the world's largest cowlick. Oh, I mean, okay. it just went yoink. I mean, it was horrendous. <laughs> so that's when I ended up went, went with a slick back because anytime I tried to do something with her, it was just an absolute disaster. So <laughs> going bald was like a blessing. I was like, okay, finally, don't have to deal with yeah, this anymore. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank no you. It's gone. Yeah, the stress, the stress that I put myself through to do my hair every day before school. I'm actually grateful to not have hair anymore. <laughs> there you go. But then that gives you more time to work on creative projects, doesn't it? That's right. One less thing to worry about, just Great done. segue. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aiden and Chris, welcome. First one in the chat, as always. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Which is another segue into the first question. No, he's not a plant, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was on he's on the show last Tuesday. We were talking about the house series of movies and uh and Jen about four or five was on just um mm -hmm. I thought it was like a two and a half hour stream. Oh cool. Just riffing on all four movies. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Uh, good thing. But um yeah, first of all, congratulations on Farber Bug. Um this is your well, technically your debut novel, not your first writing yes. project, which we'll get into, but how does it feel? You've had this idea in your head. It's a concept. And getting through all that, the finally having something tangible that you can show to people or sell them. What's what's the sort of a feeling and experience about that? Um, it's kind of a, it's, I don't, it's kind of indescribable. Like, uh, yeah, like you have um, this idea and, and you, you try, you, 
you know, you work really hard to get it out there and, and to find a publisher and then, and, and really the moment that like really gave me chills is when we started talking about the cover art. Mm -hmm. And when I saw my, my cover art, I was just, this is happening. Like this is really happening. And then, um, when I got the first copy of, where is it? Uh, like holding, holding your book is, is like, yeah, it's yeah. just so you've done it. It's not an, a dream anymore. It's not my, uh, yeah, yeah. It, a it, pipe it, dream. It, it, yeah. It gave me chills. And I was just like, I can't believe it. This, this thing like exists now. Like this is like a physical thing that exists in the world. And I'm, and I just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it's an indescribable feeling. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting concept because actually one thing that's not talked about much in horror is actually redemption. Normally horror characters are irredeemable or the antagonist is irredeemable, but mm -hmm. you're actually talking about uh, it's obviously without spoilers, folks, because get out and back. Links in the description. Go to <laughs> the thing. It's in the free ride, folks. <laughs> but I told you the story of Daniel, who wee bit of a screw bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is. He's a he's a he's a prickly character who's got a he's a troubled troubled man troubled boy slash man boy man. Sweet man, there's never uh, we call him chavs over here like we we gangster hood rats sort of you know uh. can't and they're never happy unless they're getting attention whether it be negative or not and they just have that self destructive tendency. Yeah, which is horror in itself. You know what the human can do itself mm -hmm. is just. Um, it's we still get surprised that I would think we've reached the depths or gone to the, the limits and somebody just manages to one up it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's always good material. But you've actually brought the supernatural in this as well. Yeah. So his actions and through fire, which I think is quite interesting, that the actual uh love of fire, and we all know um from the days still we still remember, I think, being cavemen and Still a first ember, and fire's always been hypnotic and fascinating. And absolutely, it's a sort of magical. It's the ultimate storytelling device, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, any I, cabin I, trip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, there's a lot. There's, I mean, not a lot of. There's some similarities between myself and the and the you know main protagonist character. But yeah, fire is just like. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's it's a it's destructive. Well, don't say and... anything you haven't been arrested for yet, okay? Yeah, <laughs> not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> I, I can't doubt it. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yet. Um, dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. So um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a. It 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 can destroy. It can create. It's like just this, you know, crazy element, and and. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I, I just really liked the concept of, of it being, you know, not universal, but I mean, I guess trans-dimensional, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the interest in this weird, this element. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, you know, um, we don't know. And that's what I like about, uh, I'm a Lovecraft fan. I like that idea of the, the alternate universe always trying to come in and one of my stories is about that as well you know just the hungry universes and we have that sort of spark and kindle because planet earth is such a unique place mm -hmm. in the universe you know we're still looking for something similar and there's not yeah just um and the magic behind that you know of 
such a weird combination of events. Mm-hmm. Whatever your beliefs are, just the fact that this wall of rock contains us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a trip if you think about it too much. Yeah, and that's why so many religions will get formed because people trying to how are we here? Yeah, yeah. And why are we no here? What happens when we die? Yeah. Yeah, the eternal question, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of the human condition. Yeah. But the fact that we can carry out certain actions, which I that's the type of horror I love that will invoke something or spark something's interest, not necessarily for our own good, and we can unwittingly do it. It's the yeah. old, like the rules of horror. Don't go into the basement. Don't read the rituals out loud. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Leave the artifact alone. That's yeah, don't behind touch it. traps. Don't touch it. Why would you touch that? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you touched it because then we would have, a, we don't, we don't have a story if you don't touch it, but. Yeah, that's, it. Uh, you know, <laughs> there is always, I love the way, <laughs> I think we embrace as well as horror fans that the protagonists have to be dumb. Mm-hmm. There has to be a level of stupidity or else nothing's going to happen. Yeah. They've got to be, in like terminably curious about something or or you know they have to be what is the what is the word i'm looking for they have to transgress yeah just stay off the grass no i'm gonna step my foot on it yeah yeah they have to transgress it's that simple yep exactly that's a good way to put it actually yeah yeah and and yeah and that is that is what gives us you know that the satisfying elements that we all love. Yep. Um. <laughs> and I think when people mess with the formula, it's one of those tests of formulas. When people try to mess with it, you see in other genres, like there's no heroes and villains anymore. They try to make it this sort of gray blob of anything goes and that. And you just, that's why they're all down in their arse and horror is just still there. And yeah. I think it irritates yeah. people. And I love that. Yes. Yes. Me too. <laughs> horror is a continual sand in the eye to all the other genres and the, the snooty people that look down. Yeah. Um, we're we're nearly went in the whole conversation before the stream. That's why we thought we'd just start because mm, yeah, we're getting yeah. one. But just do it. you see it in creative groups like writing groups. Um, like people who write in other genres are vicious, like nasty people. It's you know, especially like comedy and romance and all. You know the the nice genres and adventure. Sure have some of the nastiest people in the world yet us scumbags the you know the people that love gore and guts and mm-hmm. people getting their not just their bodies but their souls ripped out of them and you know death is enough you get tortured for eternity and it's all fun and we laugh maniacally at it and they're like ha, 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 ha. yeah and yet we all get along it's, oh yeah people assume lovely. like i'm a pretty like jovial guy um, I also I also write comedy. Um, I write a, I, I'm a part of a comedy troupe here in in, mm-hmm. in Montana. But um, whenever people like meet me, um, they're always like, "You write horror? Like horror is your genre? That's so weird because you're just so like nice and like friendly." I think that, that there's this weird assumption that if you are like a hardcore horror fan, that you must mm-hmm. be this dark, twisted tortured soul you know <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you know, and, it, and it is the opposite and i i have found like you know almost completely 100 it's the opposite horror fans and horror people are sweet and kind and very down to earth and very like level-headed i mean as level-headed as one can be yeah well you know everyone's around the great day we do have our audience 
They're right. Sure. I mean, it's just rule of the dice. You're <laughs> always going to get the moron, but they really are the exception. Yeah. Um, and generally, like, you get the the odd preachy one and just wants to start crap over and over, and you're like, nah, go away. Oh, sure. Shoot, shoot. Sure, sure. No, and no. They've tried to bring no time. Yeah, and they tried to bring out other nonsense into the genre, and it just fell flat in its face. The mm. whole culture war nonsense they tried to bring out into horror, and they just find the wrong audience. Sure, sure. So, like what? Like what's an ex- what? It was an example of that. Um, like, the Hellraiser remake would be a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, people tried like to sh- people tried to shit star. You know, start up oh. before the movie even came out. Oh yeah. Uh, because, if you don't like this, you're not right. Yeah, because what Pinhead was played talking by, by a trans actor. Yeah. I was like, here, here's twenty movies. I mean, what are you on about? Here's here's fifty books. Here's yeah. blah blah blah. No one also, gives a shit. Clive, Barker, Clive Barker is gay, so it's no, like, really. <laughs> I mean, no, these, he, these, he never these, mentions it. <laughs> these these people, these people who we, we've been doing a Clive Barker um series actually. Um, every month we're we've been going through his filmography, uh-huh. uh huh, and just the whole. He's a fantastic. Like I love the guy to bits. Um. Fantastic writer, mm-hmm. but when it goes on the screen, it just everything goes wrong. <laughs> and it's just uh, every every time, apart from Hellraiser itself, yeah, everything's been a car crash and Candyman. Yeah. I'd say, um, well, I haven't got those two. They were, were nearly finished with like the last three of his things to do. But, did you like? Um, did you like the Candyman movies? Um, like the original. Yeah. Didn't like the remake. Yeah, I was um, like. Eh. It's fun. It's fun enough. It was everything was done off screen. It was just this typical sanitized crap that we get today. Mm. Oh no, not too much gore and guts. Oh no, and if somebody's getting killed, it has to be off screen, and it's not to do with the actual. Sure. Is it a sequel? And the thing I can't forgive is they had access to Tony Todd, and Tony Todd's still acting yeah. and doing. Um, I saw him in uh, the Final Wish. You know, I only came out recently, about a year or two ago. He's still perfectly excellent. The act. And I didn't use them. Oh, let's do some weird yeah. CGI shit. Fuck off. Yeah. That's that's the most egregious thing. And Jordan Peele's an arsehole. He's oh. a race bait and bigoted arsehole. You know, I've no time for the man. And he, he just smells the Hollywood farts. He's an example of people with the wanton horror. But what did you think about, um, like, Get Out? I and... like Get Out. But once again, the you know, in... You can't be a racist and then put yourself into another body. If you hate, if you think you're superior to some somebody or something else, you're not going to put your consciousness into their bo- in the body of the thing you hate. So sure. the whole the whole actual storyline and then the messaging outside it doesn't add up. And this is what I'm talking about: the wrong genre. That bullshit doesn't fit in horror because we do not care. Sure, sure. I I think that 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 get out like the the racism of that comes from like tokenism. It comes from like these these old white people like are racist in their way that they tokenized these black people like, "Oh, they're all good athletes. They're all, you know, like so it was like the, the, the generally... racism was like this this like kind of fucked up tokenism. Yeah, well, that's obviously a dumb yanka sound thing that uh, <laughs> which you've tried to export over here. Thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> Did you like um, us? No, absolutely hated it. I just couldn't gel those characters whatsoever. Yeah, my my partner Jake, he didn't really like it either. Um, I liked it. I was like, ah, eh, this is weird, and 
I kind of dig it. What'd you think of Nope? Didn't watch it. Oh, I, I gave really, up after us. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, nah. Try I mean, nope. even started the, that's what I'm saying. Once you start that shite and slagging off the audience, well, guess what? Yeah. Rather than spending some Hollywood decade, I'll, let's say, buy some of the author's books to come on the show or support their films. I'll spend my money on that instead. Well, I can't argue with that. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. So if you're going to call me, blah, 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 okay, I'll take it. I'm like, okay, I'll pay that. Fine. That's the way you're I feel. Right. Who doesn't yeah. hit me? Ah, you don't hit me. Here you go. <laughs> Have some of my meager earnings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, it's not hard, can't is it? argue that. No. Like I said, um, I can uh, find a hundred other creators of what I, I hate box ticking. Absolutely hate it. Like, you don't... Uh, oh, you're only getting this part because tick, 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 piss off. You know, Sure. what happened to let's talk as people and we either like each other or we don't end the story and have respect that way. That's it's not hard, is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But a lot of it is manufactured. But like I said, they're, they're trying. I mean, no, um, back to Hellraiser, that was a mediocre movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so meh. It wasn't even bad. It was just, ugh, what, what is this? And it fell flat. I have no desire. I know, for example, when I have no desire to rewatch something, mm-hmm. even if it appears in streaming, that I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, i i had a I had a blast watching the new Hellraiser. I thought it was fun as fuck. I just really, I just really, yeah, it was it was just fun. And I liked seeing um, uh, who is Jamie Clayton, Jamie Clayton. Pen- as pen, as pinhead, I thought it was. There was cool, but she wasn't. She was underutilized, and the that the, is true. I, I, I don't be that. hobo character. Mm. It was a shit character, and you couldn't get behind her whatsoever. And they had it done Void's journey into yeah. depravity, and trying to get to the end. That would have been much more interesting. But to do that sort of cut off, mm-hmm. but and then uh, enter disposable character number one, and if I did a whole review, <laughs> I would tell. But, but you know what I mean. Enter disposable character one, no contacts and then no fall through, and then it jumps in time and sure. It was just it was just sure. uh, like I said, it was just meh. I... Yeah, it's not without its mistakes. Um so so just from give me a context. What is your like what are your top horror movies then? Oh god. That's something put me on the spot now. I'm interviewing <laughs> you now. Right. Here. <laughs> nah. Here, excuse me, work. I'll just okay. I'll go to yeah. sleep now. You're a guest you, on my. You do the work. Welcome to you Horrific do... Podcast. My name is David Blair. I'll be your host. Just in, oh, <laughs> now we're actually probably going to have viewers now. People turn up. <laughs> um, always have a look. Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's my yeah. number one go-to. Uh, the mm. Hammer Horror movies. Like I can't really single one out. Probably The Devil Rides Out, or um, God, what was the second Dracula movie with Christopher Lee? The one where Renfield actually brings it back to life after he gets. Oh shit! I'm I'm a. I'm I can't remember a bad the title. Fan. I um, don't know that. I'm actually we're doing a whole segment on Dracula at some point in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'll have to do some research, um, <laughs> but that one um, and then horror comedy, Killer Clowns yes. from Outer Space. I will watch that movie oh, a God. million times. Killer Clowns from Outer Space was one of that, my favorite. Yes, exactly. Because kids, as a Chris was on the show, and we did a whole deep dive into that one. Killer Clowns, he loves it. Yeah, <laughs> um, just that is proper. Once again, it's about the love being, uh, you know, being put in the project. Like, I want to make a good movie. I want to entertain people. 
which I think's kind of gone today. Yeah, there's something there's something happening. There's something wrong. Incredibly uh, bankrupt. Just yeah, got, the people. It's always happens. though. the people that build the thing are the entrepreneurs, the, the sort of people with vision. Then it gets taken over by basically inherit the keys of the kingdom by lesser oh, yeah, because types. They're like, oh, there's money in there. Let's let's take it and exploit it, and then eventually Just, ruin it. <laughs> yeah. How much can we get out of this? Milk them teats. Yep. Yeah. Just exactly. keep going. Exactly. And that's what happened. Then by the time the next generation, it's they've been they're just drones, part of the system, absolutely mm-hmm. no creative energy because the ones above them have ruined it. It's the right. you know the old legacy of the parents, the children, the grandkids. It's yes. the same cycle. Sure. It becomes uh, a copy of a copy of a copy, and every copy the quality degrades. Yeah, it just slightly diminishes and it doesn't matter how good. <laughs> And yeah. then has to, and I think we're starting to see the point where the venture capital's running out for a lot of these big companies. It's um, and I keep saying like this writers and actor strike, brilliant. Yeah, independent agreed. creators get out there. Now's their time. Uh-huh. You know, now's the time to actually punch a hole. And eventually that will go. Something else come up, and then the cycle will. You know, we will get new innovation, uh-huh. but the cycle will continue because then it'll be built. And then the children will step in, the grandchildren, and then it goes back to rat shit again. We've seen it through that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and around and around we go. Yeah. Um, but the point's to enjoy the journey and just try and do your bit, I think. Do, do oh. you sort of, are you conscious of that? You know, looking at the world going, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I'm not going to be a stereotype. How, how do you go about um, sort of putting your stamp that, you know, thinking longevity? What what are people going to think of me in twenty years' time? Um, you know, to be totally honest, I don't think about that. Um, I, I I don't think about that at all, really. Um, uh, I mean, like in my fantasy, in my my self-aggrandizing fantasies that I have, I do. But I mean, like when I'm creating something, that never crosses my my mind. I usually just like when I get an idea. Um, I, I always want to make something that like, I, I write and I create things for the 12 year old version of me. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm always like uh, thinking about, oh my gosh, would, would 12 year old David like this idea? And he absolutely would. (laughs) I don't know that that sounds weird, but no, I get it. No, I I do. I get it. Because talk about inner child and they're just. You know that whole saying, um, when I was a child, I did childish things, when I became a man, I put away childish things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you still have to nurture that bit of, because that's your sense of wonder. Oh, 100%. That, that is that is who out. I, that is my number one audience member, is mm-hmm. my 12-year-old self. I, I, I write for him. <laughs> and I want to, I want to, I want to explore things that he would like. And I mean, that, that's not to say that like, you know, 12-year-old David likes you know a lot of gore and whatever um even though he, he probably would but 12 year old um, me dad i was a twisted wee shite <laughs> <laughs> like i said it was just uh i think it was a hammer horror house yeah it was a hammer movies starting what is that or... what is that you said hammer horror i don't know what that is hammer the uh, right so it's a it's an old company they're um this sort of are still about but the it's a british film com- company and they did like uh Vincent Price, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee were the top three, and it's all horror 
horror shows. So the Dracula movies, Frankenstein, you know, similar when you think of universal horror, mm-hmm. right? The Hammer horror was like on par with that. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, there's still, you know, I mean, there's a load of movies, they're still watchable. Um, The Mask of the Red Death, um, God, what else? Fuck, there's hundreds, you know, you, you would be here all day just going through them. Like, I mean, <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a factory, but there was, um, it was all done in Pinewood Studios. They were the main uh, sort of customer, if that makes sense, that kept Pinewood Studios going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I remember them doing was the Woman in Black. That was a Hammer Horror. Oh, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, yeah. Cool. I liked that movie. I don't remember it that well, but I remember when I did watch. It was it, a fun watch, but it's not like um, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything. Sure. But it was a what made me prick my, my eyes up was when I saw a Hammer Horror production. I'm like, holy crap, they're still here. Because I thought they'd closed down and gone forever. So. Well, uh, that's good to know. But they were like. 70s and 80s. Uh, okay. Uh, what was it? The Abominable Snowman. Uh, the Mummy series, I think, was Hammer Horror. Oh, okay. If you remember uh, Christopher Lee and uh, Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whole, but I know um, Vince, I know like Vincent Price from like a different, like in a different context. I feel, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know him in that. Like I knew him as like you know, the voice that comes on it in Thriller. And then also, like, the 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 man in Edward Scissorhands, the creator, the whatever he is. Oh, the, yes, the Mod Santos that, you know, almost like Frankenstein. He played Frankenstein. Edward Scissorhands, yeah. So, I don't know, I don't know Christopher Lee in, in the, in the, in his, like, the context that I should know him. I know him as... <laughs> <laughs> you know that is a rabbit hole that you might want to jump down. I think you'll oh, enjoy it. Okay. okay. And the atmosphere as well. Um, the way they did the sets, it was almost like a a stage. Oh, sure. So the dead, you know, and we're talking about the dead, you know, practical effects and uh wasn't loads of gore. Mm-hmm. It was very um very art, you know, artistically the way it was done. I'm sort of the dread. And the original no, they, they did the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, okay. So not the remake with Gary Oldman, but the, the first one with Chris Berlin and Peter Cushing. Yeah, I'm a... Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a... bad fan. I need to get... Yeah, but I'm an old fart. No, I mean, I've, I've been around for these, so you can be forgiven. You're still young and it's got the whole world in front of you. you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a bit further down the road. Young-ish. I'm young-ish. <laughs> I'm young-adjacent. That's <laughs> uh, what was that? it's, uh, how you feel inside. That's the important that's right. thing. That's right. People just. And I'm that 12 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about writing, um, one thing I noticed in one of your interviews, you talked about you'd actually went and worked on a dark fantasy novel and yes. decided, nah, it's not, that's it. You know, you put the kibosh on it. Um, of, what what happened there? Because that's, um, to put a, that amount of work into something and then be like, nah, it's not seeing the light of day. What's What was the whole thought process behind that? You know, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, and yeah, my, my, my horror fantasy book is called The Mountain. And, and it's originally conceived as a, as a trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it when I was in kind of a very like lonely part of my life, like a very lonely time, but, but also like 
super prolific. I was doing a lot, even though I was incredibly lonely. Um, and in, I, I think it's a good book. There's a there's a small handful of people who have read it, and and they 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 really like it. Um, it's just it's a beast. It's long as mm -hmm. fuck. Um, and I haven't, I haven't had the energy to go back and edit. <laughs> oh, no, here so basically I'm lazy. That, that, that is why, that's why. It Editing is the worst thing. You know, like, I, uh, before we went on, I was, uh, I've got a narrated fiction piece that got done in the poor guy that gave me the excerpt. <laughs> it's been uh -huh. waiting weeks before I put it on the channel. And I got the first initial recording done. And it's taken me to now to actually go back and edit before I can. I love the recording. I love putting the story together, you know, with the sound effects and the music and bringing it to life. I hate editing. It's the drain. That's where the work comes in. That's where that's where like the 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 passion and the talent and the you know the creative spark, kind of, I don't know. Like editing is where the, everything takes shape. It's so incredibly important, but it's that is where the work comes in. And you have to focus. Yeah, like that's what you need. One, you can't just um, like you can play about with ideas and put it on, or you can riff and you can talk, you can create things. But when you're actually going, this needs to be something tangible. Yeah, that's where you got to be almost detached. Yeah, uh, put the ego aside and head in the weeds, like. Stay off social media. No phone off away. You're just yeah. like I'm knuckling down for two hours at a time. Um, do people understand that? You know, especially uh, book fans. I think people that enjoy authors. No, like, oh, when's the next piece coming out? When's the next piece? And you're like, well, you know, and and so many people get burnt out with it because the expectation of fans. Because they think it just happens to God. Oh my gosh! Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Oh, Chris, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I've heard the editing takes longer than writing a novel. Yeah, rearrange. That, that that's absolutely true. And the whole like killing your darlings, and then like, oh my gosh, this doesn't make sense. Why did I like? <laughs> I really love this scene, but guess what? It doesn't serve the story at all. So yeah, but that's sometimes you have an idea and you're like, oh, it's a brilliant idea, and you're like, I can't do anything with it. Just mm -hmm. ah shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like one day, one day I might go back and and commit to editing the mountain and see seeing you know and just putting it out there, seeing what what happens with it because it I I really do like it and it was the first book that I wrote and I kind of view it right now as like that was my training ground. That was mm -hmm. my my prep. So what you're saying is basically anytime spent creative isn't wasted time. 100%. If you're actually taking part in the creative process. Yeah, I don't think that there's such thing as wasted time if you're doing something creative, even if it never sees the light of day. It, it I, I'm I've also written like uh, a limited series, um, a, a thriller mystery limited series that that you know is six episodes long, and I don't know if it'll ever see anything. But what it what it helped me do is is hone hone in my my creating of characters and hone in my dialogue, um, you know, just just and and keeping keeping the 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 gears spinning and 
the wheels greased. You know, it, 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 there, it's never a waste of time, ever. Yeah, because one thing about that, what we try and do is I always believe there should be more creators, not less. And mm-hmm. so many people put that many barriers up to doing it. Oh, yeah. I, I can't do it unless it's a success. And that's why I'm talking about the bitchiness and writing groups. That sure. There's so many insecure people there that can only be successful if they're putting people off or turning them down, which absolutely no time for whatsoever. Sure. Like sure. if you're, if your uh, success is that shaky, then it's not our problem. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be totally lying if I didn't, if I said that I haven't ever like thought that my success is measured by my financial gain or my... Well, that's a, it's a metric of measurement. You know, you put something out, it's available to buy. So if somebody buys it, they're showing interest in your product. If validation. they tell someone else and they, you're getting direct, yeah, exactly. You're getting direct validation and anybody can go, especially today on social media and get false validation. Oh my God, People can sure. pat them on the shoulders. You're brilliant. You're this, you're that. But when somebody's prepared to put their hand in their pocket and hand over, and one thing um, does frustrate me a bit about horror fans, there are quite a lot of them just won't do that. They want everything for free. Now, maybe that's just culture in general, but I see a lot of folks and they're like, oh, I ripped this. I I get this on Tubi or I, you know, I'm not going to buy this. And you're like, but how is somebody going to continue mm-hmm. if you don't give them the means or the encouragement? Right. 100%. So? My, my, my partner, Jake, he, mm-hmm. I've learned so like, I am a horror fan. He is a, is he creative or is what's, yes, what's he's of, a brilliant he? writer, brilliant writer. He's, he's writing, he's currently writing a, um, like a, a memoir about uh, being a queer person hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, but he's also like a horror movie encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. That guy knows more and has exposed me to way more horror than I... Except the Homer thought. horror? Except for the... <laughs> yeah. So is he that good, really? Ah, Jake, you're right. You're right. I'm going to have... I'm going to take this up with him. You might want to think your life choices, you know what I mean? Is he, is he really the right man for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and the first divorce caused all this yes, channel exactly, exactly. so uh, where were you <laughs> only joking of course um, oh shit what was I saying what was my what was no I... you're saying he's a second Peter horror uh, and you were talking about him inspiring you with your writing so oh. we're talking about validation and uh... oh yes yes he's, he, he always says like He's always extremely happy to pay for anything horror um, mm-hmm. because he believes in voting with your dollars. Um, so if you, you know, go, you know, I, like here, here's a recent example. <laughs> um, we, we didn't do this, but we've talked about doing this. So we went and saw Avatar Way of Water. Garbage. But. Um, we have some friends who are like, oh, I want to go. And Jake was, <laughs> Jake was like, okay, I'll, I'll maybe go see it again, but I am going to buy a ticket to whatever horror movie was, was oh, playing. Oh, God, what's that called? And then he'll you go. Buy the, he'll, you buy the ticket, the one, and there's a name for that. And then you sneak into the other movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used yeah. to do that as kids. 
Yeah, you're I mean, not old yeah. enough to go in the movies. You went and you bought the, you know, and 7 p.m. was about the right time to do it. Because uh-huh. obviously, if you went at 9 p.m., it was all the adult stuff and you got caught out straight away. But if you went around sure. about 7 p.m., sure. you'd go into like the 15 rated one or the, the 12 rated one, and then uh-huh. you're like, sneak, 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 sneak. And, <laughs> um, let's just say, yeah, when yeah. I was growing up, the rules were not as forced as heavily. There's a bit of, there's a bit more of a, a leeway. Loosey goosey. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, you're in there, but you're covered. Blah blah blah. So you paid a ticket, the doors open. So yeah, but there's actually a term for that, and I can't remember it right now because I'm. Dumb. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, he he will go see anything, any horror. Like he loves the the B movies, the any any horror. He will he will go and see in the theater because he wants to show that there is interest with his dollar. Like vote with your dollars. Yeah, that's the you know, and that's your the biggest power a person can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can preach and birch, you but people don't want to be preached to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. what side of the fence or anything else. People don't like being told you're a terrible person. Blah blah blah. No, no. So once you start doing that, it's like you know what, switch it off. Yeah. The best way you can tell someone that you don't have to get angry, you don't have to rant, you just go normal. Do you know what? See the ching ching mm-hmm. goes here because they're not calling me names. Mm-hmm. Job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's just. <laughs> general yeah yeah oh, um, talking of which um yeah hiking horror oh god who'd he call? oh my god oh bike cabin in the woods oh my gosh no chris you should go hiking you should get that cabin in the woods yes <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <That's>... should <laughs> jeremy um he just he passed away there he's found like months later what's his name oh my god british guy who Irons, Jeremy Irons. <gasps> he died? Yeah, his body was found. He went hiking and he... Oh, oh, not Jeremy no. Irons. Um no. um No, he he reminds me of Jeremy Irons. His, the his Warlock. Name's... He was in yes. Warlock, he was in Arachnophobia. Yes. Julian Sands. Julian Sands. God, he's a... I always mix him up. He looks so like Jeremy. Uh, they I do have yeah, up. they have the they have a vibe. And the they sound the same as well, the point. It's mm. like uh Vincent Price and Peter Cushing always mix those up. I've watched them a million times. <laughs> I have to sort of double check. Like, yep, I'm I'm talking about the right one. <laughs> yeah, God, that was a, you know. There's real life horror. Yeah. Just oh my god. Oh my mind his own god. business. I can you, you know, imagine? Not a car in the world. Something you would think would be cathartic and peaceful ends an absolute disaster. Do they know what happened? No. The, well, nothing's come out about it. <sighs> but they did find his body. He is. Yeah, they found his body, dead. but it was months later. It it just went missing, and then finally found him. But that's the fact that you can do that. Yeah. In today's world of technology and GPS and being able to track folks. In fact, yeah. anyone wearing a tinfoil hat about your phone tracking you, obviously not in this case. <laughs> Just saying. Because well, you know, there are it, it it's really believable here actually in the United States. There are so many like deep woods and mountains and and forests that are not like you could absolutely get lost in. Oh yeah, yeah, no, pretty easily. <laughs> been your side of the pond a couple of times. I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah, but that's. Oh um, no, <laughs> Jeremy Irons' publicist is online too. He's not happy. That's. Uh, it won't be the first person I've upset in my life. Ah <laughs> uh, dear. No, nah, I don't do clickbait. I'm just sick and twisted. And <laughs> just I love like it. it. <laughs> no, you gotta. Um, 
But then again, you need a gals humor too, because if not, you just crawl on the ball and you never leave the house. Yeah, yeah. But it's just um there's real life tragedy just straight out there and it can happen to anybody. And that's I think I love about the horror genre. Mm-hmm. It it brings that to the forefront. Maybe why people aren't comfortable with it, because you face that cold hard truth of it could happen to you and sometimes well they, well most slasher movies you do something wrong but um yeah <laughs> most times it's not your fault you're just wrong place wrong time circumstances have put you in this world of hell yeah sure sure um yeah i love like it's not really considered a horror movie but um requiem for a dream yeah i'm thinking that just is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And it is, and it is all, you know, it's about addiction and it's, and it's real. It feels really real. And, Mm -hmm. and also that movie kids, do you remember that movie kids? No, it came out in the nineties. I mean, I was like, I was still in high school when that came out, but that is a terrifying sober look at like the youth of that time. And, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are a lot of things. It doesn't have to be supernatural or it doesn't have to be like, you know, monsters or serial killers. Like real life can be fucking terrifying. Well, the original with addiction um, Planet is of the Apes so series. Scary. What was that? The original Planet of the Apes series terrified me as a kid. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, Charlton Helson, um, oh shit, that could happen. And they actually went this much detail of this virus hit the world and then because all the dogs died, people had apes as pets and then evolution happened you're like holy crap that is and that was dark like that was a a sci-fi series Mm -hmm. and it was mainstream Mm -hmm. but that was bloody dark you know the trilogy of movies um that's my first exposure i think as a kid to that sort of dystopian universe and how a series of actions Mm -hmm. can lead their own downfall Mm-hmm. And then it was obviously the 80s, so it was the Cold War era. You know, that was a big theme, the idea that one minute we could just get wiped out in nuclear holocaust. Oh, my God, sure. Yeah, I mean, very real. a few times just threat. came that close to the button being pushed. You're just waiting. I think we were just waiting for it. We are just waiting for somebody, because yeah. everyone was just, it wasn't, that's why it was called the Cold War, because it wasn't actually land battles or anything. It was just all this pushing and shoving and just one minute. It was actually worse, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Than just being straight out battle, you know what's happening, but um, yeah, you get yeah. a psychopath, you get a psychopath dictator in office, and you just don't know if they're gonna need to have a dick measuring contest with somebody that they're fighting with uh, in another country, and then they're like, oh, okay, fine. I don't lie, I'd be a person. <laughs> Here, your other plastic party in chief at the moment's not too far off it either. He'd probably do it by accident. By accident, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, poor. No, Biden. he's a poor he's a British hitting um, scumbag. Oh, is he? I didn't know. Yep. Oh yeah, wow. RA supporter. Listen, like, he was he, he was happy. He was part of the Plastic Party movie. Happy to um, send bombs and bullets to my country because he didn't like us, and we had to be wiped out. He's all part of that cohort, so no sense. Okay, no sense wow. Kind of took out a wee bit personally when bombs are going off in your streets, you know, funded by Americans. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, America is actually the worst. <laughs> uh, we're the worst. We're the worst. I I don't think that I have ever felt less pride 
to be an American than I have since 2016 through now. Uh, uh, we are absolutely doing everything wrong. That's <laughs> yeah, happened the world over. It's just um, this, this emoji. Yeah, yeah. This group absolutely idiots. You know, no connection to actually real people. No. And it's across the board. It's money and power. They don't give a fuck about the people. It's money and power. But I, I don't get it. I, I, I equated the current thing of me being obsessed with somebody two streets away in their house. What are they doing? Are they doing correct things? Mm -hmm. Are they saying the correct words in the right order as the fashion of this week? I better right. go and check. I don't yeah. give a shit. You do you. As long as you're not approaching to me, I'm cool up. Sure. You know, and it's the same as people like, oh, you're a horror fan, you're this. Uh, can be further from the truth. And I hate the way we get labeled with that. Live and let live. That's yeah, what I until, say. Until you cross the doorstep, actually step into my world, then we've got a problem. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then expect retribution in tenfold. <laughs> that's the way I live, you know. Because that's once you make that decision to sort of knock on someone's door and then step into their house, metaphorically, that's when yeah. you're causing problems. Sure, sure. But that's America uh, is really changed. good at that. We're really good at stepping into people's houses that we're unwelcomed in. Yeah, I've, I've grew up on it. I, guess I grew up in Belfast in the eighties. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. Yay, yay. Fun. And the politics segue is finished. Back to, <laughs> back to horror. Back to oh. horror. So anyway, the horror of politics. <laughs> Just kidding. That's its own. Again. I mean, I have my, I do have my. Only American can make a cultish as well. <laughs> He's the only country can turn it into a religion. Oh God! I find oh, it absolutely Jesus. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I am, I am speechless about America. Uh, yeah, I, I will, I will tell you that the, my next novel I have already planned. Um, is essentially about the American apocalypse. So I will be leveling the country to the ground. Please don't do it, Purge. Like, no, oh, no, 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 I'm not, yeah. I'm not a, I'm please not a be, purge. Please be smarter than that. Well, I, <laughs> God, I, I tried to watch the first movie in that series, and I get it's not very often I can't watch a movie through the end. Uh -huh. I'm bored. I don't think I ever watched the first movie, but I did I watch. I watched one of the like Purge Legacy or Purge something something. I don't even know, but I, I watched one of them out of order because Jake said I didn't have to really watch them in order. Jake is my partner, mm -hmm. and I was and I was entertained. I get it. Like I get I get it, but um, you know I'm not like clamoring for more purge movies i don't i don't care enough i think it's one of those franchises that just you know like a saw series not just oh here's the factory here's an idea sure. and this is where i'm saying why the mainstream i don't want horror to get to the level that it's mainstream because look at what happens you get the yeah. generic tripe just putting auto you know put through the factory oh here's the next one cycle yeah there's one or two scenes different but it's the same thing again again and i don't want that yeah boring bored I, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to the most important thing on this channel, that's you right now. 
you have always been um you, you seem to be you've always been in part of the creative industry doing various um about screenwriting or acting mm-hmm. a lot of strings you're both was it always your vocation to be a creative or was it something that you fell into or did somebody open the door to you and you realized oh i can do that or it's always been part of your life um yeah it's always been a part of my life i don't really remember a time that i didn't want to be a writer or an actor or a film director um i mean i guess there was a very very brief period in my life where i thought i might want to be a scientist um, as a very young boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been writing little short stories and they've always had like a supernatural or like scary horror slant, even when I was a child, like mm-hmm. um, since I could pick up a pencil and write or like I was, I was like making storyboards. I didn't know what they would, that that's what they were, but essentially mm-hmm. I was, I was, I would get up on Saturday mornings before the whole family would be awake and before I would go down to watch cartoons I would sit at the kitchen table and like tell myself little stories through drawings through storyboards and so mm-hmm. yeah what I was essentially doing was that and I did that at a very young age so here's it's a question a does terminology help with the creative process or are you better not knowing about it initially um I think that it can definitely help like clarify things as mm-hmm. you learn but so I suppose the question I'm sort of came to mind there is, okay, you're sitting doodling happily, mm-hmm. but you didn't know there were storyboards. But if you were told, David, do a storyboard this morning on blah, 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 would that have changed your mindset and then made it a job or oh gosh, a chore as opposed to know. you were doing this for fun and letting out your creative energy, but then later on you find out, oh, this is a storyboard and then give you focus. Is it better? Um, that way or being told, okay, this is a storyboard, you're storyboarding right now. I think as a child, it's better to not know. It's better to just let yourself do whatever it is that you're doing. Um, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So That's what about as an adult? Because this is one thing, I you know, thing here is, I want more people, there's so many people afraid to create, they're, they're just terrified because there's so much, you know, negative connotations and they think oh well i didn't do it at this i'm not a you know i haven't done it all my life i'm afraid to start oh i don't know the terminology for example mm-hmm. is it necessary no nope yeah that that is your question yes the terminal yeah. uh, no the answer is absolutely no i wrote my first screenplay um when i didn't have like final draft or any kind of program or any kind of knowledge i didn't read a book on how do you you know interior blah 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 mm-hmm. exterior you know like all of those exactly like, you know and people terms. are afraid to start because they're so no. caught up about not knowing the terminology or not- just do it like don't don't get bogged down by the terminology or by the rules like i i feel like i feel like there are no rules and yes there are like formats that help that help like studio people or whatever like read it clearer but <laughs> But, but then there's a reason why everything looks the rules. same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I would never tell anyone to not do it because they don't know how to do it. I would just say, write what you see in your mind. 
r- write it you out. You can always get help afterwards. You know, that's absolutely. Um, that's, that's what I keep again, trying to tell people. That's what editing is for. Yes. And talking about because it's something um, I've noticed online. Quite a few people they're they're tightening their business, obviously, as editors. Mm-hmm. But the subtle sort of nasty language they use is, "Don't you even try it unless you go through me first. You know, they're sort of gatekeeping. I you know, you're that. not an author unless you've been edited by, you know, and they're they basically say unless you've been edited by me and pay me money, then I'll open the gates of the kingdom for you. No, I hate. I've that. seen I hate that so much. That makes me. You've seen. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, and that can be off-putting, and I want to be the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it's like yeah. have a bloody go. So what if it, your first attempt is shit? So what? At least you've taken this, mm-hmm. and it's not just swirled about in there, and it's on to something. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. got a starting point, and you can only improve from that. Yeah, and it's the training. It's like it's like my first novel. Like yeah, I it, I it's not. I didn't get it published. I didn't even try to get it published. But I did learn some things of how to write a how to write a novel, and and then I wrote Firebug. You know, so it's like it, nothing is a waste of time if you are creating something. Um, it, it it's always going to lead to something and something and something. Mm-hmm. You know, don't yeah. Like one of my concerns is um, it seems to be those of us of a certain age are talking about creativity and putting it down. I'm worried that sort of we're not going to have the next, we're not going to be able to pass a torch mm. because everyone's so worried about now self-validation, the number of clicks, likes, and yep. whatever. Hardly anybody watches this channel, but it doesn't stop me doing it because I love talking to people like yourself. I love talking about horror. I love seeing creators oh, yeah. get out there. You know what I mean? If I was to sit here and oh, I'll only really do this if I get 100K subscribers, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, but I think that's the way sort of the, Younger generations being programmed that that's the only form of sort of validation they can get. So they'll go for the quick and easy access, you know, yep. route to get that. Yeah. And we're not having people who are inspired or creative. And first of all, not afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. So frightened of failure and <clears throat> not being validated by their peers that they won't try. Yeah. And I just have this concern that. We're gonna we're just gonna have a creative dead end. We're seeing it in the movies. Well, we're seeing it because all that's in the movie theaters are sequels, reboots, and superheroes. Blah blah blah. Factory turns <laughs> out the same guff over and over again. I actually don't yeah. watch. I have got this stage. I don't watch any other genre apart from horror. Oh wow, that sounds weird, doesn't it? I mean, but I just find myself withdrawn. <laughs> from I'm, I'm just massive sci-fi nerd. Fantasy yes. nerd, love the love sci-fi, love fantasy, love it. But I've just found myself going, nah, no, no excitement. Is it because like horror keeps reinventing and trying and risking? Taking so risks? I can watch a slasher, mm-hmm. a psychological horror, comedy horror, supernatural horror. F- f- found footage sometimes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Sorry, I felt a bit sick there. Um, <laughs> I've got a found footage movie for you. Don't you um, start. No, I've had <laughs> enough of people stitching me up. Everyone's, everyone does that to me. Here, Cole, this will change your mind. And then I go through an hour and a half of fucking misery while oh you just laugh God. at me. Oh and then God. I have to review the thing. And then you're like, he, 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 gotcha. Like, oh, no. That, okay. I, I won't mention it. I'll mention it later. But yeah, there God. is one. No, um, everyone gets the joke who watches this. <laughs> 
The set and I'm doing a review. I'm like, you bastards, you did it to me again. You fucking have fell for it. And I, thought you, I thought I could trust you this time, and you bloody, and uh, that's my review. He's <laughs> of the movie to get me to watch. <laughs> oh, dear. But you have to laugh, God's sake. That's all about yeah. Do you think people have lost their sense of humor now? They just got so. Um, I don't know how to genuinely laugh anymore, and it's uh, tragic. I think that I think that the we are experiencing a swing of the pendulum and I think that the pendulum has swung very far over to one side and the very nature of a pendulum is it has to swing the other side and someday it'll be right in the middle. The best and place then, is sort of doing that. But yeah. Fucking, yeah. Then the counterbalance will be more and then the more it does that. Yeah. And then World War Three, yay! Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I think I'll be the best solution. Just get over and done with. Oh my god, the, the the number of times that I've thought that is disturbing. No, but it's um, it's the old yapping terrier, you know. Sure. No bite to it, but keeps yapping, and you're like, just shut mm-hmm. up. And then mm-hmm. eventually, you're gonna lash out and kick it, and then mm-hmm. all hell's gonna break loose because. Yeah, that's just a matter I think, of I think that people are afraid of of certain certain kinds of comedy that have historically punched down at certain communities. So I think humanity we've always done that. True, true. But just because we've always done it, does it make it right? I think there's that, a line. You know what I mean? There's everything. There's a line. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree, and I think that there. I think that the, the that saying comedy is dead. Is, when you're saying lazy. Out, I think it's lazy. When I you're saying go and wipe these people off the face of the earth because blah blah blah, that's when you've crossed the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right, they exist. Right. You've crossed the line. When that's when you're like, <laughs> maybe except for Irish Americans. I'll just saying, you know, they're so so on the fence about that. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, that's the wrong, wrong thing. But I um, think I think that that. People are gun shy now, um, but nobody laughs. No, me. I'm just. I'm not even talking about comedy because mm-hmm. I'm not a. You know, I mean, it's only like very, very few comedians that actually laugh at. Anyway, you know, I just find comedy. I don't, you know, like comedy because I've no interest. Um, a lot of them are preachy anyway, and it's just a. Sure. And plus, British comedy, American comedy is completely different. And this, I'm just talking about people genuinely laughing together. Hmm. I mean, people just rip, roar, and laugh about nothing. Just daft, dumb stuff. Just having a lightness of spirit. Yeah, is, is kind of gone. Well, I mean, look at the world. Things are heavy right now. Things are heavy, and and that's why you need to push and... back. That's why you need to fucking laugh even louder. Agreed. Agreed. Because you could you could just get morose and then wonder why, why, why carry on? And that's not a good place to be for anyone. No. No. But, that's no, I agree. Idea. I think that that people need, are people are struggling to find reasons to laugh. Um, and yeah, yeah. But back to horror, we we laugh when people get dismembered and go through wood chippers and smash through uh, yeah, Final yeah, Destination. Yeah. No, how many times is that meme going about with the truck with the logs? You know what I mean? Oh God! And we it. still oh I've seen that hundred times. <laughs> still funny though. Wonderful. I Wonderful. think um I hope that we don't lose that. I think, I think we're the that, last I think we're the last line. I do too. I think that horror is kind of like theater. Mm. They always people always say, Oh, theater is dying. Theater has been dying for 
hundreds of years, decades, centuries. <laughs> Theater is not going anywhere. People are always going to want to see live actors performing stories. And I think that horror is the same way. I think that people are always going to want to feel that thrill of being scared. They're always <laughs> going to want to feel like horror is, is a way to experience danger and fear and terror without actually having to live it. And I think that people um, are always going to want to do that. Always. Yeah. It's, a, it's a human. I think, I think it's, that's it's what annoys um, the other genres, especially when they're fl- putting hundreds of millions of dollars in the movies and they're flopping left, right, and center. And little yeah. $1 million horror movie budget makes us money back in the day. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Um, what did you think of Terrifier 2? Uh, I'm so proud of those guys. Like, whatever you think about the movie. Well, whatever, that a review I'm, on it. And, I'm so well, proud that those guys. David Leone and. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud. I'm could really have been proud 40 minutes shorter. Agreed. Agreed. The Clown Cafe would have been perfect. Uh, and uh, little snippets, little teasers. Sure. Take out the Clown Cafe stuff out of the main story. Put that on the internet as little teasers. Sure. Don't explain yeah. art. Yeah. That's my biggest. Don't explain them. Oh, my he God. Is pure well, chaos. You've heard in the third movie that's planned, it's going to be oh, like, yeah, we'll I talk know, about three that. and a half I've hours the long, And it's going to be like. Somebody needs to have a word with him. <laughs> that's what you need. That's what you need somebody to, like, like a friend to go, mate, um, I know I know you've got a vision, but dial it back mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what you need. That Not a sycophant, but an actual friend. Sure, sure. Who's going to point you in the right? Because he's going to this. He's art is one of the like twenty first century, you know, new horror characters. Yeah, that could have the longevity of any of the classics of the eighties. One hundred percent. And he's shooting himself in the foot over it, and it's a tragedy to watch. Yeah, it unfold. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I do think the Terrifier two was too long, but I am, I am. I was so excited. I was on board, proud. and yeah. towards the end, I was just exhausted. I'm like, is this? fucking movie going to end yet yeah yeah and i was i was sad as well because mm-hmm. you know i was all pumped i love terrifier one all hallows eve was brilliant Good. yeah Good. uh the seventh circle have you seen that the original no no so it was originally based on a short story it was a different actor played art oh i think Check the channel jake out. told me that jake jake knows all this stuff i all right <laughs> but yes um uh i did not know that by the way jake yeah. if you're listening you know drop an email we'll get on and talk yeah oh my god jake would be the best guest to have on this show to just talk about absolutely horror yeah i'll get him on here i'll get him on here next time <laughs> yeah, um, um yeah what did you think of megan i liked it ah, i enjoyed it I um what it was it was self-aware yes so it was cheese ball, and it wasn't meant to be an 18, you know, an adult horror. It was meant to be to bring people into the genre. Yeah, absolutely. A horror comedy. It was it was funny, and it was... And that was also the first uh, project that Atomic Monster and Bloomhouse did together. Oh, yeah. After the merger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was interesting from that aspect to see where these guys are going to go, because I know they said that they keep their own flavor and they'd not mix their... You know, mix their long-standing like mm-hmm. this or the Conjuring is not going to mix with Sinister, uh, that, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. 
but they're going to do projects together. So Megan was the first project, mm-hmm. and it was actually it worked. Oh my god, I loved it. I mean, like I I, I truly a do feel me and like a lot of my well, friends. Like Megan was for the gays, and we appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if you're gay, you have to like all all like the same movies. You can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's is in the it, handbook. You're only you're not gay unless you know. What I mean, no, all sex doesn't count. You have to do this, that, and other. You know, yeah. you have to tick all the ten boxes. As soon as you come out, you are sent a handbook of everything that you have to like and everything that you can't like, and that is where we, and it's updated every month. Oh, that's a bit of a shit life. <laughs> 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 Many people are like poking their heads. They're going, "Oh, is that what it's like?" No bother. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, <laughs> no audience, my friends. <laughs> it's it's safe and warm in here. I don't have to watch that shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. But Megan, Megan, icon. Like speaking of like art being like you know, could potentially be with franchises like you know current. The next, he could be the next Jason or Brady or Michael. You know, he, yeah. Like, he was yeah. set up and just. I don't want I don't want to watch him destroy his own work. Yeah. And that's where like I said, after Terrifier 2, I just saw all the warning signs. I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. Sure. Like if uh Sierra turns out to be his daughter and blah blah blah, I'm just gonna be like, no. I, I think that that's where they're headed, isn't it? And that's, that's, that's what like worries me because that's like steering yeah. it. And that just destroys his whole franchise and the whole idea of art. Is chaos, you know, that's the whole point. He gleefully, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a proper villain, which we're starved of. And yeah. Terry's, oh, we'll have to explain what the villain's about, or we'll have to have sympathy for the villain. No, mm-hmm. and the reason why horror loves a villain because of the taboo, you know, the oh, that's naughty, we can't do that, but he he he, we love the mm-hmm. villain. Oh, but they're yeah. all apologetic about what they are, sure, sure, because you have the witness at the no, yeah, I'm not gonna go and put puppies in a blender because. I'm not holding any dark thoughts. I'm just letting them all out and have my <laughs> catharsis. It's the people yeah. that are, you know, I'm a virtuous person. You got to watch out for. Oh my god, yeah, because they're probably lying. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, beware the male feminists. They've got three girls chained up in the basement. You know, the more the preach. You got to go. All right, really. <laughs> it all. It, it definitely doesn't not raise questions. So there you yeah. go. Fairly, they don't protest too much, as they say. You know, oh, you gotta... yes, 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 indeed. And we've seen all this before. That's the thing. Um, and that's I think that's what people find uncomfortable about horror fans and horror creators, mm-hmm. because we go to the dark places. We love it. Yeah. And do you know and what? It is. It is experiencing the thing that you feel safe because you know it's just on a screen in front of you. Yeah. Um, just what Chris was talking about there, like the theater environment. Have you seen the original Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, with Jack Nicholson? Yes. Um, I have it, but I own it. I own it, but I've never. So that was it. effectively done on the stage. You know, you can see the the way. Apart from a few cut shots of street scenes, but that's effectively a stage performance. Ah, sure. And it's still. I mean, it's done nineteen sixty. It still bloody holds up. I I will tell you I I'm also like a huge musical theater geek mm-hmm. and I and Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite musical like hands down. Uh, I give me I that don't music. understand. Sorry. Yeah, I don't understand why the Rocky Horror Picture Show is up here and Little Shop of Horrors is not even mentioned. Like those two should be neck and neck at least. 
Agreed. Agreed. I think that, and that's not that, me saying I hate the horror, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love it. Rocky Horror is very, is like is sex. It's sex and it's smut and it's like you know, it it, it it's it's gotta. I don't know. And it just had like its cultural moment, you know, and that that has extended to today. So it's yeah. having a very prolonged cultural moment. Little Shop of Horrors, I think, is more theater, where Rocky Horror is more pop culture mm -hmm. yeah um, that would kind of make sense it's it's cool to go and see the rocky horror picture show. yeah yeah if you're part I of think... the cool gang which i can't i'm never cool i'm happy cool I... <laughs> I find that hard to believe colin really i have i've spent over an hour with you and i think that you're very cool oh, thanks very much mate appreciate it but i'm <laughs> what i'm saying is i'm just not i don't go with the crowd can't be annoyed sure. well I, which is i don't, don't see the point of being just Oh, everyone says it, and I need to be popular. I need that once again that validation. So I'll mm -hmm. say the right things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you're dead inside. Yeah, yeah. If you're worried yeah. about other people and all the time, and that's the only way you can express if you think everyone's going to validate you for it, then you, you're a robot. You're not a human. Well, all of this makes sense about you then, because you love horror, and horror, the horror genre is just that. Like we've been saying, like we've been talking about, like. It is the, you know, it's not mainstream. There is mainstream horror, but like the horror genre as a pop. And a lot of people, I think, because I've, I've actually introduced a few people to horror through this channel, which I'm really proud of. Yay! Don't understand the rabbit hole. You can go down. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you don't see like uh, Friday the 13th Part 20 or Saw 53, you know. <laughs> The pairs in the movie theaters, but when you actually go into and try to the independent stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, let's talk about it. But I'm really, um, obviously, primarily we're here to talk about your book, which it's fantastic. And obviously, laud you for doing it. It must, must be an amazing feeling to get that out there. But let's talk about your filmmaking, you know. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. just glossed over that, and it's like, oh, really? That's that's <laughs> you just yeah, keep that um, a wee bit quiet. Is there a reason? That is no, I mean, no, my, my, my film career is actually, I mean, like this is Firebug is my debut novel. Um, yes. I've been, in, I've been in the film industry for over a decade now. And, uh, um, now is it horror or is it all genres or what, what's your kind of, it's horror. It's primarily horror. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a movie that I'm an uncredited co-writer on, um, but so I'm on it. I'm I'm a producer, but it's on Hulu. You can stream it this very day if you want. Um, I think called... we don't actually have Hulu in the UK. I think it's because of um, oh, the contract with Sky. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a company here that does, but okay. Well, that's actually another thing about Hellraiser. I couldn't get to see that for ages after it was released. Oh, because it was Hulu, right? It's this stupid zone thing that still is irrelevant in today's age. I don't and get it. I am. 100% anti-piracy. You know what I mean? doesn't matter whether I don't like a franchise or not. I'm not going to pirate stuff because that's people's jobs. That's people's livelihoods. Yeah. That's affecting the ability to create more. Absolutely. Agreed. You know, I don't, and if you're not going to watch something, then don't watch it. But don't, sure. don't pirate something, especially from an independent creator. Don't pirate something and then slag no. it off. Well, that's the worst type of person. They need, they need it more than, you know, I mean, listen, I actually don't, care about pirating <laughs> like if somebody were to say i pirated again avatar way of water i'd be like yes go fuck it james cameron does not need your money 
<laughs> but it's not about James Cameron. It's about the poor, like when a movie sets in a location that helps that place's economy. It's the that's set true. builders. It's the people that serve tea and coffee that lay out the buffet. It's the <sighs> cleaners. It's those jobs. Colin, first. you're you're a better person than me. <laughs> I'm a dickhead, <laughs> but I embrace being a dickhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> But there's certain um, things, you know, that's my moral compass. Yes. Um, if you you know, and if you're not gonna support them, then just don't support it, walk away. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> don't yeah. do the you know, that's the biggest level of hypocrisy in my hand. You know, you're you're stealing something and then slagging them off. Sure. And, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> I, not on. I, I don't but have a way, problem back to your movies. Stop but anyway, Stop. um <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the, the movie's called the free fall um and it's on hulu if you're in the united states um and that's like the the highest profile film i've 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 got out there so far mm -hmm. but i do have a film that hopefully will be coming out um hopefully this year sometime i don't know all these strikes are like they're making the, the whole industry is so gun shy and is so um, I don't know. Nobody wants to celebrate anything right now because they're fighting for the the rights of writers and actors, and and you know, so nobody wants to be like, "Hey, look at this cool new movie that we're putting." And nobody wants to celebrate. So I don't know if the movie will come out this year. Um, but it's running the festival circuit right now, and it's mm -hmm. and it's getting great reviews. It's called Trim Season. It's a uh, it's a horror. Uh, a horror movie about um, a, a group of girls who go up to Humboldt County, which uh, is, is in California, and it's where like a lot of weed is grown, marijuana, um, uh, and I, trimmed. If you ever and... want to watch me vomit, I just can't stand the smell of that stuff. Oh no! Seriously, it makes me bug. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. I know people, because I'm just in the outskirts of London. And mm -hmm. you go through and people are spliffing up and you're just, I'm just mm. like, oh, 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 God, no. Well, maybe, maybe not the movie for you, but you well, might well, Unless like, it comes to smell like vision, I can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, we have I don't smell have a vision. You know I mean, obviously, I don't have an allergic reaction by looking at a weed plant. <laughs> it's just when I smell it, it just makes me want to barf. Uh, um, yeah, there, there's no smell of vision in this movie yet, um, but... It's, uh, yeah, it's about a group of girls who go up to this weed farm to trim for a couple of weeks, make, make, some, make some extra cash. And what you find out is the weed farm is owned by a witch. And um, violence and terror ensue. Um, and it's, it's getting really, really good reviews, which I'm really, really proud of. I haven't even seen it yet, um, mm -hmm. if you can believe it. I mean, I, I get why the writers are striking um we kind of are treated like second class citizens but i i mean i haven't even seen my own movie but back to the um because i grew up like unions over here and lived through the 70s and stuff and when the unions got too much power they just become the bullies themselves mm -hmm. so i don't agree with that but the best way is just not work for the company sure and actually my my theory is if you want to get revenge the company's not treating you right leave and work for the competition and work your bets off to beat the company that was there, you know, yeah, or better still, independent. You know, I'm, I'm sick of Hollywood. That's my whole thing. I'm burnt out with Hollywood. That, well, this might be that the nail in the coffin. That of... entity needs to die. 
I think that I think that it's well on its way. It's it's imploding. Everything everything about the 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 current model is definitely imploding. So you might you might get you might, you might get the the demise of Hollywood. And then you'll get a you know in competition competition is what creates uh, better pay for everyone because you you want to get the best creators who so are going to pay them better. And rather than just one entity that thinks it controls everything. Uh-huh. smaller independent you know break it up yeah the like we've seen the blockbuster you know we don't need 300 million dollar blockbuster movies they're boring they're trite and they're all the metal range movies right. have gone they're tanking left and right these big budget movies the new indiana jones not doing well the flash beaten by a horror movie terrible which one? In fact, it's being banned. Serious? I'm going to see it tomorrow night. Actually. Oh, um, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen no, it. No, I, I haven't had a chance because I've been flipping streaming all week and doing stuff. So uh, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> I'm taking myself to the cinema. I'm going to see it. Um, but that's that's I was joking me earlier about making its budget back. Like uh-huh. it cost three million dollars to make it. It made ten point two, and like the Thursday opening, <laughs> made yeah. its money back immediately, and it's still going. Yep. That's only three hundred twenty million. Yep. Not even close, like one point six, and that's only the budget of the movie, not the advertising. Yeah, and all that jazz that goes with it. And that's what so, it is. Too big and unwieldy. You can't, and you can't get quality now because it's just a corporate machine. Yeah, yeah. That's on ten and ten, folks. I think that the big budget movie is um, there. I think it's maybe experiencing its swan song, um, because they are. Tanking, le- I mean, again, Jesus Christ, Avatar Way of Water. I guess I can't stop talking about Avatar Way of Water. That sounds like a <laughs> bit of a traumatic experience for you. I hated it. I hated it. I could, like, I, I had no interest. <laughs> no, skip it. You don't need to see it. It's it's garbage. Um, the first one wasn't that great either. It was a big showy spectacle, but it was no, basically a, no. a Western, like, and rehashed into sci fi. Yeah, 100%. 100%. With, with like really great visuals and, and cutting edge technology, you know, and, and yeah, sure. And what um, pissed me off, actually, 3D movies, they were the thing, and everyone got burnt out very quickly because Avatar was the only like good one and all the rest were shit. Mm-hmm. But, Did you see Gravity? Yes. That was, like, um, what's her face? Um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. And, uh, and, and George and Clooney? And a, and a strange performance by George Clooney, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but I was going to say, the 3D movies, um, one that really suffered, and it shouldn't have, was Dread. Oh, I never saw that. Carter, oh, my, exactly. Because you probably just thought, like I did, oh, fucking 3D movie again. I, Here we go. I did. And probably still remember Sylvester Sloan's abortion. I do. And I grew up <laughs> in 2008 comics. They are twisted and wonderful. They are, I mean, they've got a bit of everything. Uh-huh. There's a real strong horror element. Like if you if you oh. see the judge dressed here. No. And the the graphic novels they're really uh really are for the good. They're proper horror comics, but they're also sci-fi and got a bit of weird comedy and stuff in as well. But cool. yeah, that movie suffered because of Avatar came out, it looked pretty. People expect the same. Every other movie was terrible. And then came the dread. And the actual slow-mo scenes in 3D were fantastic. It was actually really thought out how they were going to use the 3D elements. Mm-hmm. But it suffered because of corporate shite. Sure. 
that's what happens. Yeah. And that's yeah. back to the actually getting on so, topic. Yeah, I, is, I, I think that big budget movies are, are we're going to see fewer and fewer of them maybe. If they're not like, you know, tried and true IP. I mean, I think even the superhero movies are, are people have fatigue. I think people have superhero fatigue. They're dumb. They're just, they're just the same. I mean, yeah. and, and, and I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. Like I like the Marvel movies. I like the Marvel cinematic universe, but I was so let down by the, the new Dr. Strange that was supposed the, the Sam Raimi, Dr. Strange. It was supposed to be like the in first Furnace horror the, movie. And furnace to Sam Raimi, he came in afterwards to finish uh, Tran. Oh yeah. It. And Derrickson who, um, I don't know what he was thinking at the start, but you know, I mean, you've got two completely different styles there. And you could tell. The, the, I never the watched movie, it though. I just heard the story behind it. I, I've already lost interest. That was it. No, no, the last, see it. The last four or five years, I'm just honestly just retreating. And I, I wouldn't say retreating and limiting myself because with horror, like I said, there's just so much depth there. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to actually leave it. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying mm-hmm. that you have, to, if you watch horror, you don't have, you're not allowed to watch anything else because that would be a bit stupid. Dictating what people watch, but you know, you can actually watch horror and not be bored. You can watch a different type of horror and get a different experience mm-hmm. each movie. Yeah. Now, of course, if you watch ten slashers in a row, guess what? You're going to get bored. <laughs> sure, but like that—that is the kind of the beauty of horror. Is there's so many subgenres. There's so many. Like I just, I just learned today, this very day, that there's a whole subgenre of horror where, like kid um kid goes into the woods or like kid finds a thing or kid disappears and then and then kid comes back and is different like and uh, i didn't know that, that that there's like a whole genre of that yeah um, um and i, I mentioned that actually because, got name, but that's a, you know it's a, once again it's storytelling yeah sure sure what what was horror in the very beginning it's a warning oh sure think about it Grim fairy tales. Not don't stray off the path mm-hmm. into the woods because you don't know what's going to happen to you. Don't, don't transgress. Yes, I like that word. Yeah, yeah. actually, that, that's clear. I'm, I'm probably going to steal that off you. Use that yeah. a bit more. That's, <laughs> that's quite clever, David. But yeah, that's um, the whole thing. You know, the reason the horror stories were built up and this was just to warn. It was a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Don't sure. go into the unknown unless it's been tested or you've got a backup. Mm-hmm. And that's. That sort of storytelling is universal. Mm-hmm. I could be retold. That's what you don't have to. There's so much out there, and another thing that annoys me is horror is worldwide. Yeah, and once again, people have tried to inject the social politics, and it's the wrong crowd. We love a horror movie. You go to the most obscure tribe on the top of a mountain that has a ritual. That's going to end up in a horror movie because mm-hmm. it's new. Yeah, um, sure. South Korean horror has blown up because of that because of unique uh the done movies about buddhism that brought that those sort of tales people haven't wildly known them mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. you know um i've asked one of my new zealand friends why is there not more maori based horror use the tales Ooh. um my co-host cameron he's native american mm-hmm. it's like why uh, in fact he gave a really good reason because of culturally um the speaker thing is the invoker thing hence why a lot of the stories that go in, they go in aren't officially written down and put in the stories because the belief is you don't speak it. Oh, cool. the stories are told yeah. in a roundabout way that you don't. It's a warning, but you don't. 
invoke a thing, and it's like saying Candyman five times in the mirror. You know, it's yeah. that sort of. Once again, there's another warning. If you're told yeah. not to do a thing, there's obviously a reason. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Jake and I are going to watch a movie this evening. It just came out on Shutter, I guess, but it's called. Um, I think it's an it's an Irish or a Scottish movie called The Unwelcomed. The Unwelcome. Oh shit! Who's in that? And it's about it's about like some folklore, some like yes. I don't I don't know if it's Irish or it's, Scottish. It's, Forgive me. Uh, but it is Irish. Irish folklore um, about Mini's like little it? little demons. Um, do you know him? A player O'Brien in Star Trek. I think he's in it. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. Call Mini. Oh, maybe I do. Oh wait, Carl. I saw who? the trailer for ages ago. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it, it's ju- it just came out on Shudder, and I'm really excited because I love creature movies. I love cryptid horror. I love, I mean, obviously, if like Firebug is is creature. It's a, it's a creature horror, so mm-hmm. it's, my, it's my favorite. I love the, I love the genre. From the, is that more other realm as well as opposed to an Earth-based creature? Um, yes. It's, For you're Firebug? sort of virgin in the two, aren't you? It's a creature, yeah. but it's otherworldly, so it's um... it's a it's a creature that doesn't belong here, and and mm-hmm. literally, it the, the the physics of our world doesn't support the physics of its world. So while it's here, um, it has to constantly be coming into into contact with solid matter and and to 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 keep its shape. Yeah, um, and that's you know that's uh, oh. So there, obviously, don't want to spoil, but if it comes into living matter, is there a chance then things are getting messed up? Um, I don't want to say. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um. Oh my so, gosh! I want to answer this question really quick. Oh, Chris, okay. sorry, I was curious when you're writing if you're picturing the story cinematically your plot, or maybe work influence your writing in any way. Um. Absolutely. The answer is yes, Chris. I do picture the story cinematically. Um, I've been told that my my screenplays read too much like novels, and my and and the two novels that I've written um, read too much like watching a movie. So I I, I can't seem to find that that one way. Is there or like the a, other. a little switch in the back of your brain? You just haven't figured out how to click it. I guess that I mean I love movies and I love books and I I see things I see things cinematically and I do see things visually and and I, I'm incredibly descriptive and you know I I like to control like I like to tell where the where the camera's going sometimes mm-hmm. in my screenplays which I that's a big no no um, because that takes agency away from the director um, but. I, I, you know, I also like to direct. Um, mm-hmm. But absolutely, Chris, to answer your question, yes. Um, Actually, as a director, mm-hmm. you might be able to answer this question because um, it's something we have talked about with adaptations. Like I said, uh, at the moment, we're covering um, Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. And 90% of his movies, when they went on the screen, have been a disaster. And uh, the latest one, they're Dread. The director obviously felt they had to put their stamp on it. If you're doing an adaptation, I don't know if you have you ever done one, or if you were to do an adaptation, no, do you I... feel obliged? Oh, it must be my piece, or do you think it's enough to do a faithful ad- adaptation of the actual story? 
does that take away if you do a faithful adaptation of the story does that take away from you as a director is it because we're trying to understand the mindset of why especially any sort of book adaptation why it can't just stick to the story and they have to like completely hash and re rechange things i could understand narratively that doesn't fit with the story it can't mm -hmm. be translated but that's not what happens I think that there's not a, I don't think that there's like a, oh, uh, one answer fits all to this question. I think that, that yes, some directors are going to want to put their, put their stamp on it. I think that some like writers and directors who are adapting something, especially if it's like beloved, um, what that's so much pressure because you want to stay true to the source material about why people love it in the first place. You want mm. to honor that, but you also want to give them a few surprises. So they aren't just seeing a retread of something that they've read. So you, you want to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really fine line to walk to, mm. to, I guess last gonna... adaptation changed three characters. They actually brought in two extra characters because it changed the three main characters' arcs completely, but they weren't uh -huh. even recognizable as the characters in the book. And it was only a, it was only a twenty page short story, so it wasn't like we were trying to condense a full sure. novel. Um, I can understand flesh a bit of it, but the, the actually changed it that much; it was unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. And I just don't yeah. get where the thought process. You know, I think that I think that when you're adapting something, you've got to make peace with the fact that you're not going to make everybody happy. Like you're going to, you're definitely going to disappoint somebody. It's not going to be different enough or it's not going to be close enough to the, to the source material. But is that not something you have to make peace with anyway, as a creator? Sure. Sure. I think that, I think there's a, there's an added pressure that doesn't exist when you're adapting something, especially if it's like I said, beloved, mm -hmm. if you're adapting, um, I mean, even Lord of the Rings, like, widely known as one of the greatest adapted film film like book to films yep, ever ever made. made um um but there are people who are still like it was terrible they didn't have john bombadil tom bombadil yeah tom bombadil he's only a chapter um yeah see and he's only a chapter in the fellowship of the ring you know what i mean he was um you're All he gonna... did was provide them somewhere to hide when the Nazgul were chasing them. So, in effect, I was a, I was a character. Now, if they had have removed um, Aragorn, for example, that was... I can I mean, understand that. He's the main guy. Yep. Um, like Frodo. <laughs> yeah, so they had to remove Frodo and Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, what the hell are you doing? But Tom yeah. Bombadil was not um, that... You know, it was a fun chapter... Mm -hmm. But then again, Tolkien took three chapters for them to get from the top of a mountain to the bottom of a mountain and Mordor. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, much he wrote. So you can understand that being condensed because yeah. that would be a, you know, just going from the top of the hill to the bottom of the hill would have been a, an entire movie in itself, the sure. way Tolkien writes. Sure. Um, I don't understand why they re removed the Sharky bit at the end. I, um, that, no. I've never read the books. Have you not? No. Okay, right. I'll... I know, I'm terrible. So the ending was actually completely different when they returned to Hobbiton. Uh -huh. So I don't know. Maybe it's just there's another half an hour's worth of sure, sure. You know, but I mean, like, yeah, to 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 answer that, like, you're not gonna please everybody, even if it's like considered the greatest adaptation ever. Mm -hmm. Like, there's still gonna be people who are like, 
So it's yeah. a lot of pressure to, to create a, a faithful adaptation that also still has some surprises. No, I no, appreciate that. Um, we'll just finally to wrap up, just um, yeah. talking about your own frustration getting through. Um, has there times, like you're, you're mentioning the mountain and that and just thrown away, but has there been other times you're just like ready to give up? You just got so frustrated, you feel like you're getting nowhere and you're just like ready to throw a towel in. Mm-hmm. How do you get pushed past that and keep going? Um, oof. I don't know. How do I do that? I don't know. I can you think I, of the last like um getting firebug bug mm-hmm. out of the way? Did you ever have a wall? S- sort of. Um, but it, but after I wrote it, I never hit a wall while I was actually reading it. I hit a wall when I was um trying to like find a literary agent or try to find a publisher. I hit mm-hmm. a wall then, and I was just kind of like. That's you know I mean. what I Did you just feel that point of why am I wasting my time? Oh, that insecurity I feel almost daily mm-hmm. <laughs> with everything. But then I, I kind of, it's like my, it, it's one of those things like writing and creating and, and, and is one of those things that I have always done. It is, it is absolutely a part of, what I do, my day-to-day life. I don't know yeah. how I could. I don't know but how I could. People don't appreciate. Do I think that the actual reaching out to literary agents, getting it out there, as part of the process. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that gets kind of glossed over. Oh my gosh! You know what the hardest part of this? No, has that's what been? I'm asking. <laughs> the hardest part. The hardest yeah. part of this has been um, promoting and getting people's eyeballs on the book, like writing it fun editing it hard work finding a publisher also you know some work mm-hmm. but then having like self-promoting and promoting it and trying to get people's eyeballs on this book when i am a debut author i'm i'm you know joe schmo living in the woods in montana no, nobody knows who i am so like constantly uh having to I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, promoting. Promoting yeah, is Yeah, look at me. Let's stop, you know, look at me. I'm brilliant. You must, you know, you have to become that sort of machine. Uh, and it's gross, and If you're Colin. not narcissistic. That, and that's not who I am. It, it, it's really, really hard for me to champion myself, which is something that, you know, if you are an indie writer, you got to get over. And I'm learning that. I, I have to get the fuck over it and start being bolder about championing myself um because you know that <laughs> you haven't got thousands just to throw away on no. agents and that and no i don't have that's a what I'm those um there's so many people i think out there and that's what a, uh, the sort of shark in the waters mm-hmm. come to me i'll make you beg or you can't be begging unless you come through me there's so many bad actors out there that yeah. will your money and promise you success yeah and it won't happen, and you'll, you know, they're con artists. Yeah, you can't trust them. You, you, you really just can't. You can't. I, I just wouldn't. I, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And of course, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a writer, so I'm inherently um, poor, broke, 
and uh, I can't afford a publicist. So you 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 really have to do things yourself, and and it gets really daunting. It gets really daunting, and I think it's affected my mental health a little bit. Uh, just to get candid, um, so because well, it's all part of the pain, you know. I mean, it's um, if you're put under stress, mm -hmm. and people always equate that the like physical stress, but it's not. It's just it's a drip. It's a dripping tap, and if you're doing that every day, and you're just knocking, it, of course, yeah. it's any engine. The brain is a machine. Yeah, it's a you know, what I mean, you can strain it like a muscle as well. It just, um, and if you're passionate and you want to succeed, and you're doing something that's completely antithesis to you, mm -hmm. yeah, and you're not feeling right as a person, of course, you're going to be affected. Yeah, and I mean, and, and the whole the whole bitch of it is too is you know. And I'm not alone in this, but like, you know, I'm always comparing myself to other people. I'm always comparing my, my success to other people's success or my level of, of exposure to other people's level of exposure. And that is a, that is a dangerous rabbit hole to spin down. Trust me. And this, this uh, podcast and thing, the danger is right there. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to look at popular channels, oh, 100k subscribers, millions of views, and you just think you're worthless. And yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And that's what I'm talking about the whole self validation. That's why I'm worried that when people are too focused on that and we'll have to break the cycle. Sure. And having these conversations, I think, is vital to break it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate having this conversation with you. No, I appreciate you coming on and being yeah. candid. That's um that's like I said, it's about encouraging creativity. We don't want it to stop. That's mm -hmm. how we excel as a species. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. our imaginations what took us above just clambering around the fields and grubbing for survival every day? Yeah. No, it's our imagination. We need that. And we need if we, some people just don't have an imagination, but sure. the they need inspiration to do better. Yeah. So I think if you have a creative mind, you almost have a duty, I think, to you know, express yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's the more variety we have is how we get richer. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You're absolutely right. Well, thanks. That's, anyway, it's, it's major. It's one of the things I, you know, I campaign about. That's when I get my soapbox and preach. <laughs> Come on, guys, do it. Just do it more of especially <laughs> when you see what happens in the corporate world of just blandness and beige uh, uh, copy of a copy yep on that how has social media helped or hindered you getting your voice out there um touched on it a wee bit but it's done both it's a, it's a double-edged sword for me i think mm -hmm. that that social media has I had a really fun time doing self-promoting before the book came out because my expectations were tempered somehow with, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun doing my own self-promoting and like making a book trailer and, mm -hmm. and doing little things on Instagram or whatever. Um, I think that social media is, unfortunately vital in promoting an indie author um but for me personally it has led to a lot of um 
insecurities and mm-hmm. bitter bitterness. Um, it's that it's that comparison thing again. It's 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 seeing seeing people. Um, I, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I I think that. No, I, I suppose the question because I've I've thought about this as well. Like I said, I've mm-hmm. been through that bit of journey myself. Mm-hmm. The people that are popular, I mean, right up there in the top stratosphere. Yeah. Do you want to make the type of content they make? Have um, you seen that's and that's where it really comes down to it. If it's good, yeah, but ha, it's good. Have if, you, it, like, if they deserve to be up where they are, then then but you've seen a lot of people in social media, particularly, you know, the influencers. Oh, and the, yeah, they I make mean, absolutely brainless tripe. They've got six pack abs and pretty hair, and that's why they have, and that's why they six have a billion. <laughs> I've got nice one big one pack, right? That's it. Mine's, mine's a beer barrel. It's cake. <laughs> I don't have um, a lot because I like food and drink. So I'm... Me too. Me too. I value yeah. food and drink. But um, and if you're not seeing people, like I said, they're making like the content you want to make as in what they're saying and doing, mm-hmm. I can see it. But if, if you're just looking at popularity, and that's what I had to learn, mm-hmm. and it's what kept me going. It's like, yeah, they're really popular, but I don't want to talk about what they're talking about. I don't want to jump on that particular bandwagon. Like I could do sure. the superhero stuff, slag it off, and probably get loads more viewers. You know, just being that clickbaity sort of shape. But I don't sure. want to be that. But that's not you. That's not what you want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. I I so, definitely think that um, if you're passionate about something, then other people will will see that passion and kind of want a taste of it and want to be on your train. Um, yeah, but being genuine, you know, that's hundred mm-hmm. percent. You can you can tell somebody who's fake a mile off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we wouldn't be able to talk for nearly two hours here. If yeah. There's no rapport. I've absolutely. And that's absolutely. what I love about this segment is that people I get to talk to, um, we know even before we start streaming. Oh, right, this is gonna be a good one. We've got. Yeah. Your, we're riffing and bantering in a way, and that's that's what it's about. Um, yeah. And there's others that obviously haven't. And that's just the name of the game. It's not a personal thing. It's just you know, we're all different. If we're if we weren't different, we'd be boring. Oh well, yeah, of course. And that's uh, that's what keeps me going. Like I said, it's not that comparison because it's I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have no actual interest in being famous. I don't know if you've ever thought about being famous, but the idea of being yeah. involved in the street yeah. and everyone coming up to you, really. I have, yeah. I would of be. course, I have. I, I, I. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you quit? I mean, being famous for people recognizing your face and coming up to you, or your work being recognized? Because I think there are two different things. My, my work, my work. I don't think that I, I'm a, I'm an outgoing introvert. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think that that people recognizing my face everywhere I go would be great. I, I would love to be able to still like go out and not. You know what I mean? But yeah, people if, like if, screaming at you and throwing their underpants and stuff everywhere. No. Yeah, everywhere they're going, uh, selfie, selfie, autograph. I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 that, that doesn't super interest me. But like having people know and appreciate and revere my work. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do want that. Yeah, that's those <laughs> things are completely like I want people to watch this podcast. You know, it's yeah, because the amount of work and effort goes into it. Yeah. And I think, I feel like, uh, something good's been done here mm-hmm. and that when you know that yourself then yeah you want to succeed but yeah that idea of being famous once again back to the self-validation of clicks and likes mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. 
you know, is that taken away? People are replacing themselves as people mm-hmm. and diminishing their own spark. Yeah. You know, by just becoming, like I said, mindless drones, they're just saying whatever's like fashionistas and never got that. Having yeah. to be like the latest brand and always keeping up the date and always being under that pressure of, oh, if I step out in this outfit today, that went out of fashion yesterday and I'm going to be a pariah. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of, and that culture's always been part of humanity. You know, it's been since the dawn of time. Yeah. But I would find that absolutely exhausting. Do you feel like, and you, you said something earlier that was really um, great and profound and kind of how I, try to live my life through creative projects is if you, you said that you turn, you've turned people on to horror just through this podcast. Like if you've reached, if you've reached one person and maybe influenced the way that they, that they, you know, consume content or the content that they consume. Yeah. Or like if you've opened somebody's eyes to something, to some new great thing that they're going to broke a stereotype, you know, that, you know, broke somebody past the stereotype yeah if you can introduce somebody to something that they never knew existed that they end up loving like then mm-hmm. you did the work like it's all worth it the work yeah, you did that's the work. it and i i get uh validation of that. Oh, yeah i've done something useful me it's about being productive and useful in life mm-hmm. as opposed to just existing and then uh when it hits 60 going what have i done yeah <laughs> you know looking back and all going that actually because i think we all want to make a stamp in the world you know it's we want the matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's like part of our DNA. That's why we reproduce, right? Mm-hmm. It's to, to make a stamp on the world. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so if, if, if I can help one person or open one person's eyes to something, then I feel like that was worth it. That was yeah, worth it. That's it. You know, if somebody starts writing, go, David, I saw you on. Yeah, you you made me want to write, or I had this idea and I just didn't want to do it, or somebody came and told you that because they heard you talking about it. What, yeah, yeah. That's what more it. would you need? I'd be, I'd be buzzing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be... me too. How fulfilling is that? How yeah. incredibly fulfilling that you can touch a stranger's life and 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 make them do something that they were afraid of before. And is that or... the, that's the desire I think of all creatives? Mm-hmm. Whatever format is just that idea of i think creators are more in touch with humanity mm-hmm. than... oh, well, absolutely 100 i think that it's creatives mm-hmm. jobs to to show humanity itself to m- mirror to hold up the mirror to what it is to and hard does that more than anything else so that's why people find it uncomfortable yeah it's like this is you it's yeah. not always nice. No, no. In <laughs> fact, it's most, it's really mean. <laughs> really, really mean. Well, we'll keep coming back for more. So, <laughs> suppose final question. Let me mention that maybe what's, what's next on the horizon? What, what have you got planned? Um, well, right now, I, I have started my next novel. Um, and, you know, and, and trim season is hopefully will be coming out soon. Um, I've got a pretty super secret project uh, that's simmering with um, some some ho- Hollywood folks. Um, <laughs> I know that that's not. I know that you're against it. <laughs> you know what? If you whore yourself out and it helps you do something better, 
longer down the line. Right. And Soviet. I am a whore. I am a whore for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, so, yeah. You're doing so uh, well. You're doing so well. And then... <laughs> oh, I am not above being a whore. Just It's a really, it, it, it's, it's some, some guys that I trust deeply and I, and the, the project that it is, is, is a, it's a screenplay that I wrote years ago mm-hmm. that is finally maybe like once these strikes are over, maybe going to go into development. So it's a, it's a, it's a dream come true. And I, yeah, I, that's, that'll be what's next. Fantastic, and hopefully we get to talk about it and uh, oh, for sure, get a review. But that'll be a lot of fun. So there you go, folks. Um, David, thank you. It's been an absolute blast. This has been a wonderful, awesome. Colin. Thank you, thank you for having me on. This is my mate. Honestly, um, yeah. of course, links in the description. Go buy Firebug. Check out his other work. See what he's all about. Um, as always, keep up to the channel. Do the tidy clicky things. And until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. Bye.